All the noise has been canceled. There's Canceling no more all noise. The noise right now. All been, we're a part of the cancel culture. So, <laughs> just full yeah, cancel. no distractions, That's just all. cancellations. Okay, I'm ready. Let's let's roll. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. We've been recording well, this hello. whole time. Welcome to episode. Oh, you're killing me, 18? Smalls. Oh yeah, episode 18 of Bullshitters. Uh, that is Aloha Dan. I'm Jake. Here to bring you a special edition. This is going to be released later today, but it's Friday when we're recording, and the episode will come out today. So you guys are going to be like right in the thick of things with us. You're going to know exactly what's going on, basically, without going live. Yeah, it'll be a couple hour delay. But uh, I think right off the top, we have three birthdays to celebrate. Um. Oh, Sigourney right? Weaver turned 72 today. 72. Seven, 72. Paul Hogan, uh, Crocodile Dundee, All right. turns 82 today. All right. And one of, I think, Dan and I's favorites of all time, comedian, famous for some SNL bits. Um... Yeah, I was I was actually going to guess Chevy family Chase on before you even said a that. Lot. I was going to say Chevy Chase. Yeah, yeah. Or he is seventy-eight. As Lauren today. likes to correct me often. His name is Chevy Chase. Chevy, kind of like Idris or Idris Chevy or Edris or. Well, yeah, none of them. Well, are that's not even his real name. So. But, uh, no, yeah. Chevy Chase. Yeah, so... For me to say, my whole life I've been saying Chevy Chase. I don't know. Like, you know, the automaker. Who knows? <laughs> right? Probably. I think everybody yeah, I think so. calls him Chevy Yeah, besides Chase. Lauren, because apparently she's a besides perfectionist Lauren. who's above the rest of us. <laughs> oh, shots yeah, fired. she's, she's she in must her be office. in the same room. She can even hear me. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so three pretty big birthdays from uh, Hollywood stars I mean, they, uh, of yesteryear. Chevy Chase, Chevy Chase, uh, he hasn't done much lately. Let's, I'll be honest. He's mildly relevant, yeah, he was, I guess, just from like community. community. That was he when I first started watching Community, which, by the way, kind of like Arrested Development, was good for about the first three or four seasons and then it just you know fell off um but he was he yeah. was very funny yeah. in that but when i first started watching it it was it was hard honestly to watch that and see a beloved actor you know chevy chase just being a oh, fucking i'm just gonna say chevy chase i don't care uh but anyway to see him so me too i, I mean there's no other way to put it so fat he did not look good. He looked unhealthy, <laughs> but no. you know he was still just as funny. His comedic timing was there. He was. I he mean, was everything. He was still funny. He was actually one of the most uh, hated SNL cast members by his cast. Yeah, really? he he was one of the possibly the only. We would have to have. Danny the intern checked this probably on his on his free time. Uh 
because it might take a little bit mm-hmm. more sleuthing than what we have time for here in the uh, in the studio. But he was one of the first or only cast members that actively hosted while he was still a cast member because he he became so famous and popular oh, really? through doing you know movies but he was still yeah. actively a member of the cast and he hosted and he was he was apparently just a pain to work with he was probably it sounded like he was arrogant that's what i've heard full of himself and thought he was you know better than everyone else and i don't know i still he's I, I mean, this could be just my naivete, if you will, but did, did he ever do, like, stand-up? Did he ever tour the country and I do stand-up shows? I have never once in all of my internet, you know, boredom scrolling through those Facebook wormholes and YouTube yeah. wormholes, I've never once seen a Chevy Chase stand-up bit, so I don't know. Yeah, so that's bizarre. Either he's keeping it under wraps, or I don't know. Because I've never seen, like, oh, you know, Spokane would be where he would come. Yeah, Spokane, Chevy Chevy Chase. It's like, dude, I've never seen it once. I wonder. Because a lot of the SNL guys and girls get famous as, like, stand-up comedians in New York. They do the New York circuit, and then they get discovered, and then they get invited to be on the show. And then from there, the world is at their fingertips. Oh, Yeah, they try out, right videos of him doing stand-up i wonder how that would be because we've i mean for my entire life i've known him as like just a the the dad yeah, i mean from just vacation. a comedic actor <laughs> caddyshack <laughs> is still i think yeah. one of the funniest frick caddyshack's um, hilarious there was there was another one that he did uh that was he he was a i mean a detective not fletch Fletch is obviously Fletch is super funny too. If you haven't seen yeah, Fletch, that's but, pretty funny. Uh, I'll have Danny the intern look it up, but it's they don't they don't remake a bunch of the uh, like uh, Bill Murray movies and Chevy Chase movies. They've remade yeah, Vacation. They, I guess, the new but... Vacation actually was pretty funny. Wasn't it a uh, Sedacious? Uh, no, it was. Uh, Andy from The Office. Uh, Ed oh, Helms. Ed Helms. Yeah, Ed, Egg Helms. Excuse me. His oh. name is Egg Helms. If you want. Okay. No, I don't get the joke. That's, that's a very <laughs> niche joke that nobody would get. But there's a TV show on Netflix, I think it's called, called Auntie Donna's House of Fun. Big, a big old House of Fun or something. <laughs> and it's just these yeah. three Australian guys that I'm pretty sure just like drop acid together and come up with these weird it's 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 a sketch comedy show but it it, they are some of the weirdest sketches you've ever seen uh but some of them are pretty funny weird speaking of netflix i just stumbled across the i haven't seen it yet i haven't watched it but squid games we've seen episode one and two Everybody's talking about it. It's the large. Is it largest? Yeah, biggest? it's the it's most the watched, most Netflix viewed show uh, of all time thus far. Yeah, of all yeah, time. And it. That's I wild. read online that the writer of that show had to, at one point, while he was actively writing, sell his laptop 
because he was so hard up for cash, like his laptop that he was actively yeah. writing the show Squid Game on. And yeah. it's 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 interesting. Uh, the like I said, I've only seen the first two episodes, mm-hmm. but uh, it's definitely a unique premise. Everybody I've talked to says it's just that the end of it just keeps you thinking for days and days and huh. days afterwards. Uh, but it's it's weird. You do have to be okay with a the acting's not the best in the world, you know. B the the dubbing the voices because it's you know originally Korean. Korean, yeah. It's it's I think yeah. a South Korean show. Uh, so the actual voices are dubbed over by additional actors. Uh, so those mm-hmm. aren't the best either. But apparently, all of this is just made up for by the fact that. It's the premise is just phenomenal. Uh, I've heard it compared to the likes of like a combination of Saw and yeah. the Hunger Games. Pretty much, yeah. Saw. That's the... a bizarre combination to try to put together in my head. Yeah, it is. It is strange. So when it was described to me, Lauren mm-hmm. literally told me it's like a Hunger Games game show. Is what she told me. And Weird. so I thought when we started it up, I was under the assumption that it was actually a game show that we were watching. I did not realize yeah. that it was an hour-long drama, you know. So for about the first three minutes of the show, I was absolutely beyond confused. And then once mm-hmm. I figured out that she was describing the premise of the show, not the actual show itself, I was like, <laughs> oh, well, this... This makes a hell of a lot more sense. This is different now. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, I would definitely recommend it. Give it, you know, an episode or two. It takes, that's how all shows are. I think anymore, in any time anybody recommends a TV show to you, you absolutely have to give it the minimum three episodes. Yeah. Because most shows like, uh, I watched just recently, uh, it was like a a 10-minute video dissecting Parks and Rec. And this guy mm-hmm. who produces these videos on YouTube, I can't remember his name or else I'd give him a shout out. Not that, you know, not that he would know, but uh, he, <laughs> he normally does where shows die. You know, the episode where shows stop being funny or stop being, you know, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one that he did was the day that Parks and Recreation was born, which was really interesting because uh, there's a, a very drastic change between season one and season two of Parks and Recreation. Mm-hmm. And he goes through and he talks about it and he describes the whole thing really well and really in-depth, like uh, Chris Pratt's character who played Andy Dwyer, who is just the, the goofy, you know, lovable shoeshine is really what he was for the most part in the series. Mm-hmm. Uh, his character in the first season was meant to be written off the show and he was just kind of a... a I wouldn't really call him a douchebag, but he was kind of like a lazy, good-for-nothing boyfriend of one of the main characters mm-hmm. who, you know, didn't didn't really do anything, didn't contribute to the show. But when they realized how funny he actually was on the show, they obviously gave him a much bigger part. They changed his role entirely. You know, he and the gal broke up, and then he became the Andy Dwyer that we know and love today. Mm-hmm. So it's it was a really interesting and good video, but... In the video, I thought it was interesting. He goes, I almost always recommend to my friends, if you're going to watch the show, entirely just skip season one. And I was like, hmm, that's too bad. Because that's, I mean, 
I, I think season one definitely has some merit to it, but it's a very different show yeah. than what we see for the remainder of Parks and Rec. And I think a lot of shows go that way. Right. They figure out in that first season, like, hey, you know, these characters end up having care- chemistry that we didn't expect. You know, these characters that we tried to make romantic love interests just have no chemistry. And the audience doesn't want to see that, yeah. you know. So a, a lot of shows change drastically from the pilot to the actual show Mm -hmm. but some of them it takes the full season which is why i always recommend at least if you're not willing to give it a full season at least give it the first three episodes yeah that's true that's true i'm gonna have to watch that squid game at some point i'm sure if it's the most watched show in the history of netflix most watched show in the history of what they say it's number it's number one in like 90 countries i didn't even know 90 countries had netflix I didn't even know there were 90 countries. Yeah, see? You were learning something new every day. So Every day, that is true. Uh, switching gears a little bit, I'm just uh, reading you some top news stories of the morning. Um, are you familiar with like the Food oh, Network and out. stuff? You know uh, is this Bobby, Bobby Flay? Flay. Yeah. yeah. After 27 years, yeah. Bobby Flay years, got beat. Parting ways. Someone beat Bobby Flay. Yeah. Somebody beat. And you know who it is? After twenty, I found Guy Fieri. Paula Dean. <laughs> Guy yeah, Fieri. he wins. He's still Guy... on the Food Network. <laughs> there is uh, a a decently funny stand-up comedian called Shane mm-hmm. Torres. Uh, I believe he's Native American. Um, not that that matters one way or another. It's just kind of out of the out of the mm-hmm. normal. I feel like you don't really see too many Native American stand-up comedians. But anyway, he does a funny bit on uh, Guy Fieri, and he's like, Guy Fieri is one of the nicest guys out there. He raises money for, you know, tons of different charities. He gives away his own money. Like, he's very philanthropic. You know, he's a giving guy. And everybody shits all over him just because he has spiky (laughs) hair and goes around to these freaking diners and eats you know like <laughs> right. comfort food and it's like he's he is a great, a great guy, guy. i love him i love triple Why d man feel... <clears throat> he's great diners drive-ins and dives he's been here to boise a couple times he was at uh rockies i think once and he was at uh oh. west side okay west side driving um which uh, that's like their claim to fame but i was gonna tell you i found the movie uh that i meant to reference earlier it's called foul play and it's got Chevy Chase and Goldie Oh, I've Hawk. actually never seen that one. Uh, it's foul play. I would recommend it. It's a funny movie. I go on these. It's about this time of year normally. Maybe maybe a little earlier in the year. I, I've missed it by this point. But I go on these like 80s movie binges sometimes. And I'll watch like Stripes and Caddyshack and the original Ghostbusters movies yeah. and vacation i just watched yeah. all of them again because i'm like man the 80s movies were so good i i just saw a bit i think it was by uh oh god what the hell is his name the uh the australian comedian uh freaking well anyway he was he was talking about um how how they're redoing all of these movies that oh, were originally yeah. Jim yeah. Jeffries is his name. Jim Jeffries, very funny comedian, but he was talking about how they're redoing 
all these movies, mm-hmm. you know, Ocean's Eleven, Ocean's Eight, you yeah. know, with women and Ghostbusters with the all female cast and or you know the right. female main cast at least. And he, he said, "You notice that they never do that with movies that were originally just all women cast. You know, they never remake, uh, you know, with men or <laughs> something true. like that." <clears throat> and it, it, but he said one movie that they need to redo that they haven't yet for a women, you know. Is Brokeback Mountain? Just, <laughs> oh no! Just two female ranch hands up in the uh, up in the mountains, and then they just go to town on each other in the tent. But this time, you don't even need to stay outside the tent; you actually go in the tent. You know? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if you've kept up on uh, SNL lately. Uh, Within, not really, but I actually bit. don't even know how this happened. But there was a comedian recently on there that got canceled for something. They like kicked him off the show because of a bit he did or something. Well, his name's Shane Gillis, and Shane Gillis is funny as hell. And um, I don't know. Huh. He had to. He's just dropped a special on only YouTube. It's not on a streaming service. It's only on YouTube. He's up over 1.6 million views on it now. I'm guessing he pissed off some of the uh, Asian community yeah. because when I Google his name, the in the first six pictures that come up are him and... Uh-huh. Uh Sandra O oh, and then him and let's see who is that Andrew Yang who is one of his fellow uh I thought yeah no, he's a, he's a stand up guy as well Andrew Yang is apparently I think he's Yeah. That's what I thought but uh anyway I'm I'm guessing he did something but the the article with Sandra O oh said she is praising SNL on the huh. decision to fire him. Um yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was... I never even really paid attention because SNL's not that big a deal anymore, but ever since... Uh, okay, so it says he was a featured cast member and announced on September 12th of 2019. Yeah, he was using racial and homophobic oh, slurs, yeah. apparently. Uh, he yeah. had a podcast and has that podcast since been removed by YouTube in which Gillis made jokes that included racist remarks against Chinese people, in which he used the epithet. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, other celebrities, however, came to Gillis's defense on Twitter with former SNL cast members Rob Schneider and Norm MacDonald tweeting their sympathies, addressing Gillis. MacDonald wrote, I can't even imagine how you must feel the work it takes to get to that show and to have it snatched away by some guy who does... Spoken bird poetry, a reference to journalist Seth Simmons, huh. who raised awareness. How would of his you past feel being remarks. the journalist that, like, your but, one job is to uncover people's skeletons? Oh, that was yeah, that wasn't that long ago, twenty nineteen. But Shane Gillis sup- supposedly has been a very big up and coming comedian, and then it was supposed to be a big break for him to be on SNL. Well, now he's doing the podcast yeah. circuit, and he's on everybody's That's... podcast, and he's got 1.6 million views on yeah. YouTube, and he doesn't have to pay any royalties to Netflix or anything like that. 
It's crazy. Didn't we talk about this last week? You know, honestly, it seems like, yeah, we did. It seems like there's a, a way to get famous anymore that kind of, I mean, obviously he's right. done a lot more to get famous than just that. But, you know, it, it seems like there's almost a route you can go to be the, you know, person that half the country you know, likes and sports and the other half absolutely hates and despises. And it's interesting because, I mean, and they've always said, you know, you can please some of the people some of the time and and all the people all the time. No, it's the other way around. True. But whatever you, you understand the the trope and it, it seems to be the truth. And, you know, it it seems like at this point there is no pleasing everybody and there never was. How how would you feel being the journalist, like I was saying before, that has to like uncover people's skeletons? Like that's your one sole purpose in this life is digging up shit on people. I think that's, I think that's a pretty low form of life, honestly, because it's just everybody, everybody is done stupid things everybody has done things that they regret and the thing is you know 50 years ago that Mm -hmm. it it happened and then it was done it was gone never to be seen again unless you're like you know the president of the united states trying to break into the watergate hotel you know (laughs) like i know that's it's not true it's all fake news but uh no it it 50 years ago, there was no Facebook. There was no internet. There was, I mean, there was, technically there was internet, but it was only used for academia. But it, you know, there was no living record of the stupid things people did. And now everything is, you know, as soon as it happens, it's posted on Twitter, it's posted on Facebook, it goes viral, you know, everybody sees it. So one little mistake, Mm can easily ruin your life, you know? And it's, I don't know. I don't think it's fair to judge people, you know, fully based on one thing that you see about them. And that seems to be what happens constantly for, for better or for worse. Sometimes it's one good thing happens and that Mm -hmm. just gets blown up and the person might be an actual piece of shit. And sometimes it's somebody's a really good person, a really nice person and they make one stupid decision that, I mean, ruins the rest of their life. And, and it's even worse for the younger generations that are coming up right now because their entire life mm-hmm. is going to be published on Facebook or whatever. You know, They're going to have literally thousands upon thousands upon thousands of pictures of them Prior to me teeing up that conversation about uh, the cancel culture, I was hoping you would go down the route of social media because did you hear about the uh, what happened to Facebook a couple days ago? Uh oh. Um, (laughs) did you did you happen to see that Facebook dot com was for sale? Did you hear this? Very briefly, it was for sale. They're saying uh, Zuckerberg's staying I pretty quiet, but uh, did not see that Facebook.com was for sale, I guess, and hackers were going through and just randomly removing security shit, I guess, on Facebook. So as a as a safety net or whatever, they just <laughs> shut the website down. 
Yeah. Ah, uh, see, I was not aware of that part. I was only aware that they shut it down and that there was apparently something. So I'm guessing this is all in relation to the Facebook. Uh, what do you call whistleblower? It? The, yeah. Like, yeah. like when somebody comes out and speaks up the whistleblower, that's what it is. So it's probably all linked to that whistleblower. So there was a whistleblower, something bad happened, hackers get involved. They is go there just like a master switch things, at Facebook, Facebook headquarters? It's just like a light switch and they're line, like, huh? shut it down. Boom. <laughs> I, I think it's, yeah. Yeah. I think, so. well, so there's three buttons. Uh, there's there's shut it down and then there's like shut it yeah, all that's down the one. Yeah. and then there's shut it down shut it all down. I like, think they said the Facebook was down that's for like the third six hours where they really kill everything. Uh, Zuckerberg lost six billion dollars to his net worth. Yeah, something like that in six uh, hours. That, yeah, that makes sense. That's chump change that for sense. him, though, right? Yeah, like six billion dollars. Billion dollars an hour. Us losing a hundred bucks. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's, that's not actually, that's the silly part when they talk about celebrity net worth. And this is kind of a pet peeve for me because the large majority of these Mm -hmm. celebrities or especially like CEOs and things like that, their net worth, like Bill Gates net worth might be $150 billion dollars. But the odds are good that in his personal bank account right. is less than, you know, probably a couple hundred million dollars. Now, granted, that's still a ton of money. But Assets, stocks. all the rest yeah. of his net worth is tied up in stocks in his company. Exactly. It's all in assets. It's not right. like he's just That'd got be a pretty big $150 billion dollars sitting under his mattress, you know. And that's... Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but that's why it, it irritates me just a little when they talk about this whole, you know, oh, if if only yeah. Bill Gates would donate, you know, half of his net worth, you know, say he donated $75 billion, it would pay to feed all the homeless in America or it house all the people, whatever. It's like, that's that's not the way it works, though. Right. You can't because they're like, oh, he could easily survive off seventy-five billion. Why does he need a hundred and fifty billion? It's like, no, but that's that's not the thing. Right. He, his net worth is tied up in the ownership of his company. If he were to somehow try and yeah. liquidate that half of his ownership, first of all, Microsoft would go into yeah. turmoil because they would see that the founder is liquidating over half of his stock. Like, there's clearly a red flag there. True. But, Second of all, it's like then he would lose the ownership of his company. He would no longer be the you know sole investor or one of the the primary shareholders, and so th- that's why it's Liquid silly asset, to talk about yeah. these things like net yeah. worth versus actual cash assets. You know, exactly. Oh, so, just that he I, lost I think, six, uh, Zuckerberg I, I lost six billion exactly in what, six hours. Said to get me down that track. Um. Oh yeah, he lost six billion off his net worth. Sure, exactly, but he it, didn't actually lose it, six I'm, billion. I'm guessing they're forecasting like potential investors, as in like in marketing and advertisers and shit like that. They're like, oh, he lost six billion, but he didn't. He lost the opportunity to 
increased by six billion. It's really how they yeah, word these it, stories. It could also be yeah. misleading. Yeah, it's also it's all because that that was things. my. I was so, like, how did he lose it, it, six billion? It's not like he was just mm-hmm. spending a shitload of money yeah. to get the power turned back on. Well, I'm guessing more than likely, and I haven't even looked into Facebook stock, but I'm guessing Facebook stock probably fell yeah. drastically during the time that it was out. Now I'm pulling, I'm pulling it up right now. Uh, let's get the five uh, it was Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it looks like, cause that was on, was that on Monday? I, I think it was Monday when that happened because Facebook stock yeah. fell from 335 bucks a share on opening at Monday morning down to at its oh, so lowest, it, it looks $13 like it was down to about share. 323.13. So yeah, he, it, it dipped. Yeah. About 13 bucks a share. Yeah. And so if you, you extrapolate that over, you know, let's say $6 billion, uh, da, 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 that's six billion. We divide that by thirteen bucks a share. I yeah, don't know how you can split and keep splitting shares. shares. I'm sure Granted, he's got a load of shares. I don't know how many shares are outstanding actually for Facebook. Oh, I'm sure of it. I'm sure right. he's got a shitload of shares, and and he probably has. So there's there's a difference between class mm-hmm. A and class B shares. Class, I one of them usually has voting rights, whereas one of them doesn't. But and yeah. so True. his shares are probably more than likely the voting rights shares, which are probably worth more. But uh, the one thing that they don't tell you is that you know what website gained ten percent over normal, you know, website uh, traffic Instagram. during that six-hour period that Facebook was down. Oh. Nope. Reddit. Nope, they were all down. It's a site not related to those, but one website. <laughs> Unrelated. Uh, probably. Unrelated. The one that I saw, Pornhub.com. Wait, who's going to Facebook for porn? 10% over normal. Uh, yeah, That's I'm uncomfortable. Sure it was unrelated, yeah. I, I'm guessing it was a correlation more <laughs> oh, so about man. i can't go it's to facebook similarly related well, news but slightly different topic uh, i believe it was the same day <laughs> that facebook and instagram and whatsapp crashed uh elon musk announced that he's moving tesla headquarters from california to texas officially It makes sense. They've been putting mm-hmm. in a lot of work down in mm-hmm. Texas. I think that's where they're either their first well, or no one state of the tax, major, right? like giga no centers or whatever Texas? it is. So I'm sure that's probably so, true. I would be California's curious where the they're highest tax state in the country. Uh, he's probably got a tax yeah, for I'm bending sure, over honestly, to tie what his the shoe tax in laws are, but Does he even tie his shoes? He's probably got some kind of Tesla shoe. Yeah, the self-lacing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. He's probably got the Tesla shoe like they have in Back to the Future, or it just laces it. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see where Tesla is actually incorporated. Yep, exactly. Tesla is incorporated in Delaware. 
every freaking yeah. Major why why wouldn't incorporated you? That's Delaware. what I'm saying. We're, we're actually incorporated in Delaware. I bet you didn't know that. Tax, you know, laws surrounding corporations. Yep. yep. So yep. now we're now one of those journalists is going to write a shameful story about us. Man, you didn't tell me that. Or else I wouldn't have brought it saying up. that we're dodging taxes and that we're just donuts. terrible people because and... everyone else has to pay taxes, but not us because yep. we are incorporated in Delaware. I can see the headlines now, man. Bullshitters are just bullshitting their way through life. Liars, they are. Yep. Uh, yep. I just can. We are well. We're we are bullshit the largest state. That's uh, what we are. But uh, yeah, I just in the continental forty eight. Right? Looks the like Apple is 48? also incorporated in. You guessed it. Delaware. Oh, the Delaware. I thought you were okay. All right, different different Delaware. I got confused. Uh, Delaware. <laughs> yeah. There's. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, like you can't even. They have to draw a line into the Atlantic Ocean uh, to yeah, identify Delaware. Delaware. That's, a, that's a big state. It's like uh, this big on the map. They yeah, <laughs> point to it. I've been to Florida. I think, I think it's interesting. You've been to mm. the East Coast, and mm. you've you've been. My across, sister lived like, in Philly, but you know, we never got to. We never New got York to and, see oh, her I while thought, she was over there. Haven't you been to like New York and DC and Philly? I guess I guess that was just your sister. I I assume yeah. you went out to uh, see her while she was over there. But anyway, no, I think it's interesting how small those states really are and how easy it is. Because, I mean, if you're driving, granted, in North Idaho, obviously mm-hmm. you can drive an hour to the east and get to Montana and an hour to the west and you get to, you know, wash. I mean, 15 minutes to the west and you get to Washington. But... You know, in a lot of places, like down in Boise, obviously, if we drive an hour west, we yeah. still get to, <laughs> you know, Oregon. But if you drive four hours east, you're just four hours further into Idaho. Like, you know, yeah, like right? if, in Montana, if you start in like Missoula and you drive for eight hours, you're just in the middle of Montana. Like, you don't go anywhere. Whereas if you start in, you know, my sister said that at the train Philly, station, you there, they rode trains south, often, like on the like weekends, and two hours, I think it's a two like hour you're, train You're ride. a long ways Maybe down Maybe it's less there. than that, but you can get to DC, you can get to New York City, mm-hmm. you can get to Boston, you can get to, uh, I mean, everywhere, like a two hour train ride, yep. every big metropolitan area. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's that's a pretty cool. That's a pretty cool uh, yeah. uh, perk, yeah. I would say, to living over in that area. I mean, granted, there's a lot more, you know, things going against those places, if you ask me. But it's going to be before we know it. I it's going to be like Ready Player One. Stack We're just going to have shipping containers with ladders, and they're all going to be like welded together, City. and just, everyone's just going to have their yeah, own shipping that's... container. We're going to stack them. 40 levels high or something. Just have freaking shipping containers. Uh, on. Yeah. Cities. Shipping container cities, I guess. Yeah, I think... I mean, that's that's what it is. And I, I honestly yeah. think that's a True. cool concept that we need to be going more up than out. You know, because going out is eventually going to stop. We're going to 
run out of land. It's going to happen. But yeah. uh, the the more interesting uh, idea, I think, personally, is vertical farming. They've been doing a lot with vertical farming. And I think that's a really interesting because instead of taking, you know, a, a hundred acre farm or something like that, you can make that same hundred acre farm worth of produce going up instead of out and just have multiple layers of crops with, you know, just grow lights. And then beyond that, mm-hmm. I saw uh, if they took 1% of all current farmland and Whoa. turned it into solar farms, there would be enough power to power like all of the United States, I think. Or say it was some crazy number. Like, their solar farms do not need that much area. And I think, weren't we just talking mm-hmm. about this the other day? If they took all of the north point of Texas, you know, that little, yeah, that's that crazy. little square bump that's, that's crazy. just sitting there but on we top can't, of Texas? We can't they just turned necessarily that do that because then we'd be uh, messing United with States the companies crazy. that provide power to... That's... Big big oil would not be happy. Uh, the Canadian owned power company in Spokane. Big oil would not the, be very happy. The Canadian happy, company that sure. provides America with power would not be happy. Yeah. Um, Avista, Avista is now owned by Canadians, I believe. Yeah. So didn't know that didn't know they were Canadian owned. Avista is owned. Canadian ownership. That's interesting. I was not aware of that. Um, I I think I saw something. Uh, I remember I was reading an article. It was in uh, mm-hmm. some magazine. I was I was I can't remember where the hell I was. It must have been at like a doctor's office or something. But it was like Science Magazine or some some weird you know pr- publication like that. Anyway, it said in the question was it can't be know, that many. How many? rotations of a wind really? turbine it takes to power the average American house Holy for a crap. day. It was like three. Oh, yeah. It was insanely low. It was in, and if you've ever seen one of those, you know, yeah. blades from a wind turbine going down the road, you understand why that is. Because if you yeah. think of a wind turbine, we see them off in the distance and they look pretty big. But you know, you think, okay, how big is that really? In reality, those things are enormous. And there the was a guy, a teacher, when I was in high school, that put actually a, obviously a much smaller version around of one of those windows in his backyard. Generate a lot and of power. the power company said so, that, like in ten years or something, it would generate enough power to to where uh, the company would then yeah. buy power f- back from him. And he would basically get paid by the power company. Yeah, my my dad's got. Yeah. Yep, my dad has solar on his house, mm-hmm. and when they put the solar in, they installed a brand new power meter. Uh, and this was probably eight months or a year whatever Mm -hmm. so he's got all the panels so he's got like 40 or 45 panels up there pretty good size they're probably two feet by four feet i would say maybe Mm -hmm. even bigger three feet by four feet you know they're good size panels uh but he's got those all over his roof 
and then he has two big Tesla power walls in his garage. Uh, so he can, you know, take the power in, but it took the actual power company a long time to come out and certify all the panels and the power walls and everything. So he was just running off of the power grid, right? Drawn in from Idaho power. Well, oh, he did yeah. that for like four or five months. Yeah. They finally came out, they certified it, they flipped everything on. And just maybe a month ago, his meter started reading negative, meaning he had generated and fed yeah. enough power into the grid that not only does he not need the power company anymore, but just like you said, he's feeding power back into the power grid. And I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot more mm -hmm. houses around uh, even even just random neighborhoods like mine, which are not you know, extremely nice neighborhoods per se. They're they're fine. They're well established, but they're older homes from the seventies. I'm seeing them retrofitted with solar panels, and I really think that is a, a worthwhile endeavor. That's where right. I need to go. Because what's the point of having how just, how I mean, your roof, your roof how do those other than work with like a bunch of snow of though? Like it's not like you go up on your roof. It's not like you need to but i mean does shingles. it break them aren't they like you know, none of that matters i thought they were like the, hmm. i mean they they won't work obviously if if there's snow covered <laughs> on them no no they're uh they're not they're they're actually i mean yeah i hit them with uh the tennis ball all the time accidentally hmm. you know like, cause they're, they're all just on my dad's roof and I play fetch over into his yard and I've hit them and no, they're perfectly fine. They're a lot tougher than people give them credit for because they're, I mean, they're making like, uh, I saw one idea, uh, not too long ago, which was Whoa. a solar roadway where literally just instead of using, you know, tar and asphalt and, you know, concrete and whatever to pave the roads, they just paved the roads with solar panels. And it's like. That makes sense. Uh, another thing I saw, they need to put yeah. in, in every single open air parking lot out there. Right. Just put up right. solar panels that not only keep the sun off the cars and keep the cars cooler, but generate power. Like who cares if mm -hmm. your car sits in the shade all day? It's better. Oh. You know? Yeah. Uh, same thing I saw in, uh, I think it's over in like Japan or something like that. They have these little wind turbines in between Whoa, smart. the freeway, you know, sitting on that divider. So as buses go by in both directions, it just causes the mm -hmm. wind turbines to spin and they generate power. Uh, same thing. There was a, a bike lane. I think, again, it was over in either That's Europe pretty... or Asia somewhere where the bike lane it was covered the entire way uh, with you know, a canopy that was made out of solar panels. And it's like, it provides shade for the cyclists. It provides power, you know, it's Big there's business. a lot of opportunities yeah. that we just aren't taking advantage of. And I kind of wonder how long these ideas have been stifled by large corporations like big oil. Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and it kind of goes back mm -hmm. to the same, essentially the conspiracy theories about, things like cancer, where it's like, you know, pharmaceutical companies make a lot of money on cancer drugs. Yeah. And so it's like, you have to wonder, well, is there maybe a cure for cancer or at least something better, but it's been stifled? 
you know, and I understand that's more of a, a, a conspiracy theory than anything, but you have to wonder, because I remember when my mom was going through chemo, just like one chemo treatment or something like that was something Whoa. like, I can't remember, it was some ridiculous amount, like eight or $10,000 for like a single treatment. And she was in for like a, an eight or 12 week regiment of this. Now, granted, once you hit your yeah. deductible, obviously the insurance huh. kicks in and they start paying for it. But it's like, really? First of all, does it really cost you like $8,000 for whatever these cancer meds are? Right. So I don't know. You, it does make you wonder about all these different questions of like, you know, mm-hmm. what, what mm-hmm. innovation has been suppressed by, you know, there was even, they even tackled that in an episode of Archer. Which, you know, we, we've talked about Archer, you know, ad nauseum, I would say, especially in the episode about animated comedies. But uh, one of the main characters, you know, their, their father was a, a PhD, you know, biochemical engineer or something like that, that was working on biofuel right, right. made from algae. And they figured out how to, you know, make actual viable biofuel from algae. And then, you know, obviously, since it's Archer, it's a spy drama comedy, you know, the, 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 all the research gets stolen. And it turns out it was, you know, somebody like a, a U.S. government agent hired through big oil to basically steal this because it was going to, you know, take away all their profits and things like mm-hmm. that. And it's, you know, it's true. A part of that is true. There's definitely... Yeah, I, I'm sure it's there's probably a, not there's a show I just recently stumbled upon. It. Uh, it's because really I listened to an episode of Rogan for you know, the first time in a while. Like that. His guest was you a know it happens uh, out there. former you know CIA happens. something. So. Anyway, he was pretty, he was balls deep in the CIA. Anyway, uh, this guy that he had as a guest now hosts a show called Black Files uh, Unlisted or something like that. And... Mm-hmm. Our government basically gets, they set aside $10 billion a year or something like that to what's called the black files. And black files are just anything that's unexplained or they don't want to share certain information or whatever. And it's like, I've only watched two episodes, but it's pretty intriguing because it's, it's like, well, do... I don't know, like, do they have super soldiers? Do they have planes that can go from 60,000 feet of elevation to zero in a blink of an eye? Do they have, like, what kind of technology are they harnessing that they're not sharing? And I'm like, damn, that's... Do they have... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we've we've talked about that before where they say military technology is like our consumer technology is like 10 Mm -hmm. years behind military technology. And it it does make you wonder like, what, what do they have right now? Cause if they had all the stuff that, Mm -hmm. you know, we can do now with our cell phones and with iPads and with the smartwatches. And I mean, literally Apple, smartwatches you know the iWatch has an EKG yeah. built in an electrocardiogram built in that sits on your wrist yeah. you know and can detect like anomalies in your your 
heart rate and you know your your heart rhythms and things like that it's like yeah. and they i'm sure they had all this 10 years ago so i 100 percent agree it makes you wonder you know if there right. really are those those it's true. science fiction it's true you know well like myths basically because yeah. like Back in the back in the seventies, when they were first doing Star Trek, they had you know communicators. A communicator is just a cell phone. That's all it is. <laughs> you know, and they had phasers and things like yeah, that. He probably and, you could. Know, we we well, have and, and he made a good point. The guy technology brought up a good now, point you know, I mean, obviously, the it's episode of like Rogan tasers are like, a little more of an intense. Dude, the Wright version, brothers but I think invented you could probably a plane turn the voltage down like, on a taser and just the, what early nineteen hundreds. And 60 years later, if you think about time, we landed on the moon. Like, maybe. Yeah. It's like, yeah, 60 years. We landed on the moon. Yeah. I mean, didn't we just talk about that? That might have been in the episode that didn't get aired, actually. Mm -hmm. Where we were talking about that. Because if you look back, it was like... I, I read an article on that. It was eighteen, like eighteen hundred BC or something like that, where they invented the chariot, you know, the horse-drawn mm-hmm. wagon or whatever it is. And then for like right. some almost three thousand years, the chariot was the mm-hmm. fastest thing out there until they eventually invented trains, and that was in like the eighteen hundreds or something like that. You know, and then very shortly thereafter, yeah. they invented cars. You know, that was like another 60 years. And shortly after cars, they invented planes. And then from planes, it only took them 60 years until they landed on the moon with a rocket ship. And it's like, it it does make you wonder about, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, personally, I wonder about, you know, intervention from some kind of other, you know, other source, whether you want to call it an extraterrestrial, whether you want to call it God, what, you know, whatever you want to call it, it it does make you wonder if it took 3,600 years to go from a chariot to a train, and then it took less than 200 years to go from a train to a rocket ship that landed on the moon. And now we just have these billionaires you know, Richard Branson and Jeff Bezos. Is he 90? He's pretty old. Just going up into space. Is he the only living member of the original Star Trek series? I all back in. Speaking of Star Trek, they want to take William Shatner I know everyone else is pretty much not alive. He's a 90-year-old man. He's he's 90. They should probably take uh, what's the Picard. But yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, he's 90 oh, okay. years old. March 22nd of 1931. Uh, William Shatner Patrick is 90 Stewart, years go, old, yeah. and he okay, wants to go name. to they space. Picard, man. He's probably a little bit healthier. Uh, no, Nichelle Nichols is still alive. He's got that show. I mean, if anyone watches Paramount uh, Plus, yeah, he's got a new... Um, he Picard, reprises the role uh, of Picard. Stewart. Yeah, it's called Picard. Yeah. Dude, I like Patrick Stewart well. William Shatner kind of. Oh God! They're gonna have to take literally Picard. Yeah, Star Trek Picard. Um, Why don't they just take Chris Pine? Didn't he play? I don't know how old Patrick Stewart Uh, is, but he's getting up there too. 
Chris yeah, Pine he's 81. in uh, the new Star Trek movies. Yeah. I mean, why not just take? Oh man! Why not just take Ian McKellen at that? Yeah, point? take someone that's actually going to recollect what's going on. There you go. Now I like that. He'd be like, yeah. <laughs> "What does he say on yeah. his little intercom?" Exactly. Beat take, me up, Scotty. Chris Pine instead. <laughs> he would be, uh, and he played. <laughs> Shatner is going to come back down from space and be like, "I was where? I was in space." No, that was a TV show. This is the weirdest Priceline negotiator (laughs) commercial I've ever done. They're going to be like, uh, Bill, are you okay? You do realize you're actually in space. This isn't Star Trek. And he goes, wait a minute. Why am I floating? They never had this when we were filming back in the 70s. (laughs) Yeah, probably. How many many Mission Impossible movies is it going to take for him to die? To shoot a commercial Is his character actually going to die? didn't they... I, I think I read that Tom Cruise wanted to shoot uh, a scene for the new Mission Impossible out in space. No. What? Like an old, old series? Like a classic TV show? I did not know yeah, they ripped that know. off. I thought that was an original movie idea. Yeah, I don't well, think I'm he's ever going to die. Uh, okay. So you know the old Mission Impossible TV series? So. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. True story. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Mission Impossible was a TV series with 171 episodes that came out in 1966. The reason, because my mom, I only know this because my mom liked the show. The reason that you never see that show run in syndication is... Why would that hurt because, his... Sorry, I just heard something weird. Uh, brand. Because Tom why would that? Cruise why would that tarnish his image? What an show. idiot, dude! But I am excited for Top Gun. All the rights to the current Mission Impossible series, and he doesn't want it out in syndication. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. No idea. But it was the original. The original Miss. Yeah, I am as, excited for that too. Um, honestly, but. The original. Oh uh, yeah, airplane. But wasn't uh, James Phelps? Oh damn who Played it. in Mission Impossible. What was the other show? Wasn't he was in, like the Frankenstein movie? Peter Graves, who from a long you might time ago. know or recognize from. He was. The uh, he's not airplane. Frankenstein though. He was the captain. He's, um, he was Clarence. Damn it! What's his he name? Was Clarence Over. The little like goblin thing. The little like weird. Uh, Oh, damn, I can't think. Probably I'm, not. It's I'm probably a different to... actor. Da, da, da. Oh, that's fun. I actually, there's a TV channel up here. I was just going to say that. There's a TV channel up here, Me TV, that shows reruns of The Love Boat. And if it's freaking uh, yeah, on, dude, I'll watch it. Love Boat's great. Oh, he was on the Love Boat. How about Gilligan's episode? Island? They show all those shows. Oh, Gilligan's maybe a, a Island's good. Episodes. The Love Boat. I don't know if you've watched the. You Love know Boat, what? But it's a I just fun learned show. this. Uh, not not that long ago, but not that recent either. So fill in yeah. the time frame as you will. But um, uh, you know the old TV the show Boat. Coach show. with Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. Okay, Gilligan's Craig Island T. Nelson's from show. Spokane. He graduated yeah. high school from Spokane. That's neither here nor there. You you do real uh, remember the uh, co character sure. the co host or whatever, um, not host yeah. but you know co star. Yeah. 
There we go. Um, the old man there. is. Oh damn it! Let me look it up. Their whole cast is like famous for other st- like we know them from other stuff. Yeah, Full Dick star. Van Dyke's dad. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke's dad, and then the like assistant coach. Maybe it's his brother. Brother. Okay, there we go. Uh, Jerry Van Dyke. Yeah, Jerry. Jerry Van. Dyke. Is he still alive? I don't. It's like I don't 90. think it's his dad. <laughs> yeah, it's his older brother. Yeah, because because Jerry Van Dyke <laughs> oh, was yikes. born in 1931, oh, so he's yikes. 90, just like William okay. Shatner. So I lied, but yeah, you and know Dick Jerry Van Dyke, Van Dyke is he is he still alive? Uh, was born. Yeah, he's like 90 as well. Holy shit! Oh, he's, he he's was old in coach, man. But uh, the other the other Dick coach in it, the like student assistant, he's the graduate assistant coach. Is uh, the guy who voices yeah. <laughs> Patrick Starr? Uh, yeah, it looks like it. And he I, sounds. I so. He sounds. What? I don't think so. Fogger, Fagerbake oh, or no, something? Nope. I lied. He died. Yeah. I don't think he's yeah, dead. I just saw that, and he's also dead. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Well, Hang no. on, let me look. Let me look. Yeah, because I'm pretty uh, sure he does the voice for Patrick uh, Starr in those new Fager, SpongeBob movies. Fogger, Fager Baki. Yeah, I'll look. I'll, I'll Did that, he? But Holy shit! I, a lot of Northwest ties to. Uh, he's it, a freaking. Do you just uh, not want him to be dead? What did you call oh, him? Oh no, you're right. He's still alive. He's still alive. You called him something when when Idaho was. I don't remember. You called Idaho Vandals something. That's fair. He went to the University of Idaho. <laughs> Craig T. Nelson, Jerry Van Dyke, Bill Foggerbocky. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I probably did. Uh no, you know what Coach that uh, served drinks at you know on Cheers? Yeah. Uh, oh man, I was watching Cheers the other like a, it's, a, uh, it was poignant syndication or whatever. Oh, yeah. They were showing an episode yes, on that MeTV. No, and you know it was the episode right was? after Coach died, like in real life. Yeah, it's exactly right. Yeah. On Cheers, Coach. Coach. Yeah. He was the man. He was so funny. Yeah. That show was amazing. Yeah. Ugh. I still love Cheers. I want to. I'm gonna they, someday. Maybe the bullshitters should yeah, open Nicola, a Cheers Nicholas bar, Col- just as like our, you know, just screwing yeah. around, man. He was, like he literally, was it's the same ten Coach people that come funny. in every he was day. Good. Yeah, it was that. That was a funny show. Clyde. Uh, Clyde. Uh. Cliff, Cliff, Cliffy, hey, Cliffy. That'd be fine because I'm, I'm. Positive. Well, and Fraser, Fraser Crane, one hundred percent positive that Sam Malone made all of his money primarily off of Norm and friggin', uh, God, what the hell's Cl- Cliff, Cliff, Cliff Clavin? Yeah, Cliff, Mrs. And, Danny DeVito, you know, Frickin', Oh, what a what a great cast, by the way, and Fraser Crane. Yeah, what a great cast you had. 
Kelsey Grammer, Woody <laughs> same Harrelson, height, George Wentz, same, John Ratzenberger, Ted uh, Danson, Rhea uh, Perlman. Just, just off-putting personalities. Day, married to <laughs> they Danny seem Vito. very just cantankerous. Mrs. Dan. You know why they're so perfect together? Because they're the only two actors in Hollywood that are the same fucking height. Because <laughs> uh-huh. Danny DeVito... <laughs> yeah. Well, but... Yeah. But you know what? That's the thing. Danny mm-hmm. DeVito's one of the nicest guys in Hollywood, apparently. Like, when he... There's a story that goes around Reddit, I swear to God, once a week on a sub called r slash movie details, where he literally, like helped produce uh matilda and then he starred in matilda mm. not only that but then he helped to care for the little girl wow. who played matilda whose mother had was sick and had cancer at the time wow and then beyond that he got a copy of the film i forget that little girl's finished, name but she obviously released, is no longer like a little girl uh, but released, she's and showed it to uh, the mother of the star, she's a singer or something who or she's a then passed away before it was even released. Oh, yeah, yikes. It's, I mean, he's he's a great guy. He's a good guy. And then, well, I wouldn't think so. Uh, oh, we heard everything about your sprinkler debacle. Uh, great. I, I looked it up. Rhea Perlman's actually two inches <laughs> taller than Danny DeVito. I love the movie it. Matilda, DeVito's man. It's a good movie. Ten. And then that little girl was also in the remake of Miracle on 34th Street. Just flipping top. Her name's Uh, Maya, or Mara. Mara something. Mara Thompson. Wilson, there we go. She's like a singer or something now. Or like an artist? Maybe she's an artist? It was a good movie. It was a a fine movie. She's not that. She's like our age. Let's see. Uh, Oh, I didn't. Yeah. Mara Wilson. You're right. Mara Wilson. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, I don't I don't know what she does huh. now. But she is oh my god. The Trunchbull. Pam Ferris. She All doesn't right. look anything like the Trunchbull. Alright, segment I mean, producer. I guess she does a um, bit, but that's that's the Trunchbull, if you can believe it. But yeah, it's strange. Oh well, I just I just uh, got sure. The, my uh, clock is saying thirty five minutes, but it's been longer than thirty five minutes. So, so uh, <laughs> I think I think there might be think, a glitch in I the think, matrix. Well, but, uh, it's it's uh, it's going to be a little bit of. A, I mean, I don't know how long have we been on. Speaking of uh, uh, leaving this right as a lasting note for you, the Matrix seventeen comes out soon. So, yeah, it has definitely been longer than thirty five minutes. Yeah, correct. The, the Matrix is full of glitches at this point, but the last the last Matrix movie of the original yeah, the trilogy, Matrix episode, four, I couldn't even I guess, understand. Uh, it was so wild. It was so wild. Wars, I was like, came out uh, episode four "What is happening?" Order. But um, let's see. What is it? The yeah. new Matrix Resurrections. Yeah, it's supposed to yeah. come out uh, December twenty second. Yeah, it came out the same year. I, yeah. What? Well, that's that's the thing. They came out with the so Matrix it's probably what they did with like Harry Potter. Then they came out with the Matrix Reloaded, which wasn't bad in two thousand three. Then they came out with the Matrix Revolutions in two thousand three. 
So they yeah, made, so they totally I just filmed it as yes, one movie and then seen. cut it into two the releases. The third movie came out the same year. It was released November fifth, mm, two thousand three. No. Yep, and then the Matrix. All right, my re- list of reloaded three movies I'd like out, to see this, uh, May sixteenth. Uh, so I think they all come out this year. Six months uh, Top between Gun when two. one came out and then the next. Uh, the Last mm-hmm. Duel. Yeah, that looks good. But it it just was and, not. And uh, I'll watch the Matrix. Good. But I'm, I'm Resurrection Reloaded that four will be recurring better. or we'll whatever. See. Yeah, there we go. All right. On that note, the I suppose it's been about an be hour. There, it's not. This is this is a a quick one by our standards, but uh, that's Aloha Dan. I'm Jake. We're the Bullshitters. Yep. Episode Re- eighteen. Re- signing Resurrection. Off. Yeah. The Matrix Good Resurrection. Day. So, well, it was a it was a quick one. On that note, though, could be we got to cover all of our bases. Good night. Whatever. It's good something. When they listen to it, it might be good night. Maybe we maybe the we might be the last thing.